0: You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans, for Auburn fans.
1: Where we go, Auburn fans? Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. We're going to be previewing the Arkansas game. We're going to beat them Hawks, and (laughs) hopefully in Gus style, because after coming off this Georgia game, I hope classic Gus of beating Arkansas and beating them down so bad comes out. This team comes out with revenge in their veins, just ready to beat Arkansas. How are you feeling about this so far uh, for this game?
2: I mean, I feel like it's probably the best, you know, no offense to Arkansas, but the best you could hope for in all-SEC schedule. There's no gimmies this year. We keep talking about that. But this is about as close as it comes um, it's not a gimme, but it's as close as it comes on our schedule so I'm glad it is the game following up the Georgia game. Maybe we can get get right on some things and um get some confidence back
1: right i mean that that's more or less what i'm hoping i mean, considering arkansas where we we were thinking, oh yeah, so for sure a win I mean this last week they beat number sixteen Mississippi state, and so it's just the the new thing this year i mean not only do we not take any games for granted? But Arkansas finally broke that 20-game streak of losing to a conference opponent. Um, and that that made, I don't know, I mean, I'm really hoping we just start that trend back again. <laughs> We're going to be game one, and then the long run of Arkansas losing to SEC opponents happens.
2: Well, again. and don't think they're not going to come in pumped, because their coach is going to be saying, we finally did it. That guy over right. there couldn't do it. you know, And they're going to point at Chad and – they're going to come in fired up to prove, you know, hey, that Chad was the reason. Um, Chad wasn't the reason, but they're going to, you know, it doesn't matter. They're going to be fired up, um, yeah. you know, to make yeah. that happen.
1: And you got to think they're 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 talking about we were able to stop Mississippi State, put up six hundred plus yards the previous week, and now they they stopped Mississippi State to only twenty one. They're they're thinking their defense is the best thing since sliced bread. And mm-hmm. Auburn, I'm hoping, does something <laughs> against that. And I think that'll be the, probably one of the keys to watch is how Auburn's offense does against Arkansas's defense. Um, I think talent level-wise, we should be able to run. We should be able to pass. We should be able to do anything we want. But I think now Arkansas, their defense, has a little bit of mojo going into this, thinking, all right, we stopped Georgia in the first half to five five points but they also had their quarterback who now is no longer their quarterback. And then they were able to stop Mississippi state. Um, Jared, any other kind of thoughts and observations about what you think about this Arkansas game?
2: It's just so early. I don't know. I mean, you know, if the, if the same team that played Kentucky comes out for Auburn, we win the ball game. I don't know how pretty it'll be, but we'll win it. Same team that comes out and played against Georgia, then we're going to be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, the caliber is not the same across the ball. I mean, there's no doubt. But you know, even if regardless of that, we need to be more effective, effective and efficient on offense. Yeah, and, and we need to be able to stop the run to some degree. Um, so, you know, I feel good about it. I mean, we've been to this rodeo before. We've had very bad games, and then we've gone on tremendous runs. I've done it to Clemson, done it to Clemson and LSU, done it to just LSU, and then going on pretty good runs. So I don't think the last week's game is going to be indicative of the season, but we need to make sure it's not.
1: Absolutely. I mean, this is going to be a statement. Uh, I hope. I hope this is a statement game that one game, it was a fluke. I mean, you're, you're seeing this almost across the board, that even two weeks into the SEC schedule, there's, there's been some weird stuff that's happened. Teams that you would have never thought would have one like Arkansas over Mississippi State happened, and that should be for sure in our minds. And, and I mean, to Gus's credit, he, he for the games that he wins, he's usually supposed to win them, and then he beats occasionally, you know, the Alabamas of the world. Um, and I mean, that's uh, to him, he beats the teams that he's supposed to, like Arkansas, and he's proved it over and over and over. Um, and now it's just he's got to do it again. I mean, he's got to keep this team moving forward in a way that this, this is going to be a building block with we, we saw how we played against Georgia almost wipe that game out of your memory, change what, what went wrong in Georgia, move forward, fix things. And I mean, I think some of that does come down to coaching and I really do hope the coaches go into this Arkansas game week thinking we got to change th- some things too. Um, how do you how do you think the coaches are going to adjust with this Arkansas team, and what adjustments, I guess, do you think they should make?
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know, I, listen. We unfortunately uh, know all too often, you know, how to you know get back together and regroup after losing to Georgia or losing you know big games. So I, don't, I think the coaching staff's going to be fine um, from like getting the team ready. The one thing Gus teams do ever do is they they don't ever quit. Um, I mean, they could have easily in the Georgia game. That could have gotten way blown out. I know it, it's a robbery game. I know 27-6 yeah. to six is not good, but that could have been real ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they didn't quit. Um, so I think the thing, though, I'd like to see more of, go back to the Kentucky where we had three different levels of receivers running routes. Not everybody was running deep. I would personally like to see fewer screen passes and more slants over the middle. And I would like to see us stick to the run a little longer than we have been. I know we haven't been great, but sometimes just the threat that we are going to hand it off, those linebackers have to be like they can't just do whatever they want. Right. Um, yeah. They have to be there to make the tackle. So, um those are the things I'd like to see, but um I'm I'm not a coach, but how about you AJ?
1: Yeah, no, I was going to definitely go on. We need to run the ball a little bit more, for sure. And not necessarily commit 100% to we're going to just Run it down Arkansas's throat, but keep it honest. I mean, if we're talking about games where Auburn's uh, been most effective, it's a balanced offense um, where we have run the ball, and then that goes into the play action, and we're able to get chunk yardage out of those. And if uh, we we don't have any run game against Arkansas, I'm I'm going to be very much questioning our offensive line and where where they're at. Um, because if we can't run against Arkansas, I, I I don't know if we can run against many teams, um, and and that's not going to be good going into uh, the rest of our schedule. <laughs> you got to run it, um, but I mean it, it is always positive that Tank's Bigsby this last week had his coming out party of he knows how to hit holes, how to get yards, and make things happen when it seems like everything else around him is just crumbling. Um, so I I I honestly think, and I think this goes into maybe our players to watch. I think Tank Bigsby, you, you got to watch him on offense. Um, Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense for Auburn?
2: Um, I I mean, I'm going to definitely be watching Bo I need to get I need to see him get back to more Kentucky Bo Um, but I think you're right. I think it's Tank. I think and how we utilize him Um, you know, I mean, the reality is we have not had any home run threat at running back, you know, since uh, maybe just a year. But, I mean, carry-on even in 2019 wasn't – or 2018 wasn't the same carry-on. Wasn't the exact same threat. So, um, uh, he may – actually, he went pro in 2017. So, forgive me. In 2018 and 2019, we've not had a real home run threat um, at running back. Nobody to really scare you, so to speak. If Tank can be that guy, I mean, that could – even with a suspect offensive line, that could be the difference. So, uh, real, real curious to see can he be the uh, uh, can he be that home run threat? You know, um, make big plays, get the offense moving down the field type guy. I think he can be. Um, we got to keep him healthy because we don't want to get in that you know where we ride him too much. I mean, I was surprised mm-hmm. to be honest with it. D.J. Williams didn't hardly play.
1: Yeah, or when he did, he was uh, maybe doing some pass blocking, or he was going out at a wide receiver like they'd roll them out of the backfield kind of thing which maybe that's that's going to be our way to use them is roll them out but i, I kind of want to see other guys take take the load i mean one that we didn't even mention on our uh georgia review that we haven't seen even in the first two games mark ante and richards and uh i think it's kind of interesting like we we really need that at least number two guy um if not i mean it's sec we need at least two, yeah. if not three or four, yeah. that can, can share the load. And with Shivers being out last week, it was definitely Tank. He took on that load. But, I mean, Mark Antony, where, where's he been? I mean, uh, and I think one of the things that Gus had said, and this kind of uh, kind of maybe helps me understand this, is he had pretty much said he's still more or less learning the offense. He's getting up to speed. And, I mean, he's a freshman. I get it but I was kind of hoping he'd be more or less where I mean, he's been under Gus's system for a little bit. You would have thought by now he would have had it and yet tanks getting more time over him. I'm just kind of thinking Mark Anthony just isn't there as far as he knows where to line up. He knows which holes to hit, how to pass block, you know, the things that make an offense, especially under Gus and Chad work very well. Um, I mean, has that thought crossed your mind? Like, where's Anthony Richards, Mark Anthony Richards?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have thought about it. I mean, I you know, there's always guys in practice and preseason that are supposed to be the best, you know, fantastic. And um, and he may be, I don't know. I I think it was more of like, all right, who's going to be after DJ and Worm? And Tank kind of took that spot. So I haven't thought a lot about it. Um, But yeah, it is weird because you hear great things about, you know, Mark Anthony and Mm -hmm. then he's not getting any carries at all. That's not really odd for Gus type teams. You hear that that happens, seems to happen a lot. Uh, I'm surprised tank actually. I mean, he's actually breaking the mold by giving on the road, a true freshman that, that load. And I will say this tank. Apparently I read something uh, by one of the uh, analysts or journalists that keep up with this. They said that, they went back and rewatched it and he did a great job pass blocking. If that's true, the guy's the complete package. That's usually mm-hmm. what takes a little longer for a freshman to come along as the pass block. And if he can do that, he'll be starting over Worm.
1: Oh yeah. I mean I, I was kind of thinking going into this, it's probably gonna be Shivers as the starter for the first few games, as Tank and Mark Anthony probably step into those starting roles. But then you've got the change of speed with Shivers. And I mean, we haven't even mentioned guys like Harold Joyner or something where it's just a different kind of running back room that I I, I want to see more of that. And maybe that, that leads into we really where the running game starts developing itself. Um, and once that happens, I mean, I, I think that'll be a much better place for this team to get than where we were at with Georgia. Um, if we can get that going, I, I have a lot higher ceiling for this team. Um, Let's move on to defense a little bit. Uh, who are you going to be watching on defense? Because I picked Jalen Simpson and I also picked Eli <laughs> Stowe for offense. And both of those guys didn't play at all because you're, of injury. So you're not allowed I'm to sorry, anymore. guys. AJ,
2: you're like the Madden curse. You're not allowed well, to make a
1: pick. I knocked on some wood over here when I said Tank Bigsby for <laughs> offense. So, uh, I'll maybe let that
2: helps. Pick, I'll let you pick like the backup, backup punter. Okay. If you got to pick okay. somebody. Um, I mean, defense-wise, probably just the the defensive line, they really got pushed around, and it was a surprise. That doesn't happen much. Mm -hmm. And they didn't, you know, all in all, to be honest with you, per the analyst, Kentucky had a better offensive line than Georgia. Not talent-wise, there's no way that would ever happen, but Georgia was pretty fresh. Like, they had young guys that they didn't know much about, Kentucky's veteran and very good and we didn't really get pushed around definitely not in the second half against Kentucky and we did against Georgia so mm-hmm. i need those guys to regroup refocus show me that they can do a little pushing around themselves and so that's kind of who i'm keeping an eye on
1: yeah no that's uh, i feel like that's uh, that happened so much where it just seemed like we were not able to cause any kind of chaos in the backfield their uh, lacrosse player player dude that should probably never be playing for Georgia as their quarterback. He never had any issues, and because of that, he was able to do the game manager type things. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you. De- defensive line is probably the top, but if I'm gonna have to change, just to give it a little extra flavor, I'm gonna be looking for, um, looking at Roger McCreary. I mean, he's the guy that played against Pickens last week. I mean, I don't think we even really gave him too much credit for that, but. Pickens didn't have that great of a game i mean he had a good game but roger was on him um and played him for the most part really well even had a pass breakup against him so uh, roger mccray for me uh let's move on to special teams who are you going to be watching uh for auburn
2: it's going to be pun- uh, in this game i'll stick with punter i mean i you know i don't know if punting is i don't know if field position is going to be as big of a deal here but let's go ahead and start figuring who out who figuring out who is going to be the guy so i'm going to go with uh whichever punter comes on and does a good job let's find one and stick with him
1: yeah no i agree i mean at this point we've played both a few times uh and it doesn't seem to be like in certain scenarios we play certain guys like in short field scenarios we put in this guy uh i want to see one like honestly Uh, I want to see one punter that does what they need to can pin it within the 10 yard line can also boom it really far and have no returns or limited returns. So I'm kind of in the same spot. Like punter is one of those that I, I I think we really need to tee off on and make sure that uh, we kind of figure that part out because I think kicking game going well. I think tank running back kicks going well, um we haven't had a whole bunch of punt return options but i mean so far that that's also been seeming to go pretty well so uh, yeah i'm going with punter too
0: we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement one of the things that we take great pride here at the e2c network are our listeners are really our e2c network family now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e 2 cnetworkgmailcom gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at E2CNetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. What are you thinking
1: for this game, like, score prediction-wise? What are you feeling?
2: Whew. Uh, any score I have no idea, honestly. I mean, I think, um, you know, it's kind of one of those games where you're glad and then you're not because let's say we do go out there and dominate them. You're going to be like, oh, it was just Arkansas. We really fixed anything. Um, but then you're also glad it's Arkansas that you're playing, so you can fix things. So it's kind of a catch-22. I think we probably – I think we probably win – 30 to – I'm going to say 30
1: to 14. So only by 16 points?
2: Yeah, I, was, I think the spread's 18. I, you know, until okay. our offense just shows us they can consistently move the ball, I am I just – you know, thirty's not a given. But I think thirty's a good one. I don't think Arkansas is really going to do much on us offensively, but, you know, it doesn't take too many flukes to get to 14. So I'll, I'll give them 14. Okay. How about you? This is one where <laughs> –
1: every year I feel like I pick like 40 plus. Oh yeah. I remember.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: Somehow Gus does it. I don't know how, I mean, it is, we're coming back home and and we do play a lot better at home. At preseason, I picked us to win by 42. I don't think we're going to do that unless somehow our offense seems to just fix a few things, which I, I do think they'll start fixing things. I mean, they have to, um, and, but I don't think we're going to win by that much. I mean, it's probably going to be like 42 to 14 or something like that. So that's more or less what I'm thinking. Um, it's going to be something where we do score a few big points and maybe one special teams, uh kickoff return, punt return, something like that. Um, and, and I do think we might have, I mean, I'm just looking at Felipe Franks. He has a tendency to turn the ball over. And because of that, I think our defense is just going to be licking its chops. So be looking for a lot of those
2: um, this game. Arkansas doesn't scare me. I We scare me. <laughs> yeah. I, if we get, yeah, if we can, you're right. If we can fix what we need to fix, it could be a very nice day. And I mean, 30 to 14 is nothing to, you know, get upset about. I mean, it's an yeah. SEC game. I would take 30 to 14, but for me to really walk away thinking, all right, we might have fixed this and we might be a good team. I would like your score a little better. I'd like 42.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we put up 42 against Arkansas where they were just pretty much stopped Mississippi State's air raid offense. Now, Auburn's is going to be a different <laughs> by far, way different than Mississippi State. But if we're able to move the ball at least a good bit on them, I think we can put up at least 30 points. I mean, and I'm that's where I'm saying like we put up – 42 on them yeah um all right jared final segment of the day this is a fun one this is my favorite one of all time uh the auburn fan perspective on the sec um it's where we kind of make fun of other teams and uh <laughs> if i wasn't an auburn fan i'd probably be making fun of auburn for georgia but uh let's make fun of some some other teams and kind of look to see what's happening um let's we'll start with the bama game uh not a big shock there um they won over Texas A&M uh 52 to 24 um Texas A&M I mean goodness like we we kind of bashed on them last time like they just can't win like they just can't seem to win these big games that really matter um and I know Bama's probably the best if not one of the I mean obviously they're number two right now so probably the best team but I mean they didn't even keep it close (laughs) Nothing, um, and then Mac Jones was just throwing it way over Texas A&M's head. They, there was nothing that Texas A&M that could do to stop them. uh Plus, I mean, Kellen Mond, I mean, he's the Heisman hopeful, right? And no, <laughs> no, no, never.
2: <laughs> I was jogging today and I was thinking, why is Jimbo listen? I'm not totally blaming mon but why has he never thought, let me try somebody different? I mean, it's been the it's been the exact same story the past three years. And listen, we've we've lost our fair share of big games, and A and M has the unfortunate thing that Auburn does. Of, I mean, we're in the we're in the toughest division of possibly the toughest conference of all time. I mean, it's it's you know you got LSU, you got Alabama. They threw in Clemson last year. You know, I think they played Georgia last year. I mean, it's just, but it's not easy. But you're right; they have not had you know Auburn. The thing about them is, we have beaten Georgia. We have beaten LSU. And we've had a really good success against Bama, all things considered. So they've done none of that.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's something that you got to think about when uh, Texas A&M is number thirteen in the nation. They're, uh, I mean, they're probably deserving of that just based on their talent level. But I mean, you would think they they put up a little bit more of a fight, or at least I would have um, against Bama. Uh, The next one, uh, South Carolina. Went to Florida. Florida ended up winning that one 38 to 24. Uh Kyle Trash. Uh, <laughs> he was all right, but he's still trash to me. I mean, he had okay, get this. Sure, he had uh, you know, about sixty percent passer rate or or sixty percent completions and four touchdowns. Cool, whatever. Uh but he also had some big plays that kept uh kept South Carolina in this. He had a couple uh he had a fumble. And then he also had a fourth quarter interception and some of those, I mean, he's just got to clean that up. Um, and it, and once he does that, I think Florida is going to be definitely rivaling Georgia uh, in the East. And, and you know what? I'm super happy about that. I, I want Georgia to have to go through a gauntlet like Auburn has had to go through on the West and they just have for the last few years, almost had a cakewalk into the sec championship game. Um, were you able to watch this one at all and uh see what happened in this one?
2: Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I don't f I mean Florida, man, they got they got some problems on defense, honestly. I mean they were you know, they're getting and listen, Ole Miss, who knows what they're gonna do to us and they beat they beat Kentucky, but they gave up a ton of yards to Ole Miss, ton of points. South Carolina was really able to they shot themselves in the foot several times. Um they were able to run at will. I mean that I don't know if their running back's good or what, but they were running pretty much at will on Florida. So They need to clean up the defense, but offensively, I think they're going to be okay. They got that tight end guy that, you know, may win the Heisman if he keeps catching three touchdowns a (laughs) game. So, yeah, I mean, Trask, I mean, like, I'm with you. I I know I rag you a little bit about how much you dislike him. I don't dislike him as much as you do, but, um, no, I think he's essentially, right now, he's kind of a game manager, too, who just happens to have some really good receivers, so... Um but I agree with you too. I am glad to see somebody cuz I mean Georgia has kind of you're right they've not had great competition over in the east lately. And Tennessee is on the rise and Florida is already there so um you know that's going to make it a little more interesting.
1: Yeah. Um uh, the next one that uh we uh, that happened over the SEC was Arkansas beating Mississippi State. I think this was we've we've kind of hit on it a little bit in the review of, uh, or yeah, the review of the Georgia game, just kind of what, I don't, I don't understand this. Um, but I mean, this is one of those weird years where you just don't know what to expect. And this is another great example of Mississippi state, just having a dominant performance week one and then losing to Arkansas. Um, and uh, this is, I don't know, man, like sometimes teams obviously just have this really bad game or they have a really great game in Arkansas's case. Um but like you got to have some middle ground. And I'm curious to see what that middle ground is for both Mississippi State and Arkansas. Kind of where where they <laughs> um at the end of the season, where are they going to be? Cuz I do think Arkansas still at the probably the very bottom or really close to the bottom of the SEC. Mississippi State, I was kind of after the last week kind of moving them up a little bit, but they're still kind of in that middle tier. Um where I mean, now after this loss, I, I'm going to say close to the bottom.
2: <laughs> and yeah, everybody ever, man, everybody ever reacted to their win over LSU. It was a good win. I mean, it was. But um, I you know somebody put out they said, listen, if you're new to Mike Leach, this is very on brand for him. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is stuff he does. And I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not knocking him at all. It is what it is. But yeah, I mean, he's, you knew he what they weren't going to go undefeated. Um. They looked very good against LSU, but, um, you know, it's going to be up and down with him, and he's going to be – he's fun, he's exciting, but, you know, they're they're not going to win the West with him there, but they're going to be fun to watch. And um, so this wasn't a total shocker, maybe because it was Arkansas, but, yeah, that's the only thing that makes this a shocker.
1: Yeah, and one of the things that I feel like that Mississippi State with the air raid offense of Mike Leach that last week was so potent with – um, having over 600 yards of offense. One thing that Arkansas did and kind of switched up to stop up uh, to stop Mississippi State in their offense was they actually went to a zone defense. Um, so I'm I'm gonna definitely be watching to see other teams and see if they go to the zone defense against hmm. Mississippi State because that that seemed to be the winning formula there. Um, hmm. Kind of like last year where we essentially put eight nine guys into coverage. Um, against lsu yeah where they were just covering whoever uh whoever they were going to pass it to last year yeah and i mean maybe that's the formula i want to see if other teams do that and are successful with stopping mississippi state um now it is i I did look up arkansas i think their defensive coordinator coached against mike leach in the big 12 so that had a little bit experience
2: yeah yeah that helps
1: but, I mean, I'm curious to see if other SEC defenses can kind of slow them down because yeah. I think that'll be – if they can't, if Arkansas is the only one, then Mississippi State may have a pretty good year.
2: Yeah, they're going to be good. There's, they're better than I thought they were going to be. But I just uh, – this is very own brand for Leach, and I, mean, I like the guy. He's hilarious. But, um, you know, this is what he did at Texas Tech. Is what he did at Washington State. Um, you know, I mean, being be...
1: hilarious doesn't win you football games. No, it does not. It's not That's... a comedy uh, no. competition.
2: No, and I wouldn't want him to be my coach, no offense, but uh, I enjoy having him in the SEC because he gives yeah. us good sound bites. So.
1: yeah, absolutely. The uh, next one was LSU um, after their uh, just heartbreaker of a loss last week. Um, kind of uh, just decided, let's just beat the crap out of Andy. And you know what? They did that. they. Yeah. Uh, I heard there was only maybe 2,000 fans, and I think there were students for Vandy in the stands. Um, so – I mean, there weren't many fans there, more or less, and uh, that—that's probably. I mean, LSU just—they—they they have the talent. I mean, they do have the talent.
2: As much yeah, as they lost, no doubt.
1: they still have the talent to just go in and dominate Vandy, Take which is Vandy. what they did.
2: Yep, that's what they did.
1: Um, the next one was uh, Tennessee beating Missouri. Uh, they beat them thirty-five to twelve. Um, kind of more or less what I was thinking. It wasn't going to be a complete beatdown, but a. A definitive win for Tennessee. Um, And uh, again, kind of showing you got Arkansas, Vandy, and Missouri kind of in that lower tier of the SEC. Um, And I think that'll be the case. I mean, all three of those teams, if they win more than three games this season, um, I'd be amazed. Yeah, I I think I'll be amazed. I agree with you. Um, The last one I want to talk about was Ole Miss beating Kentucky. Um, This was a overtime game uh they they were tied up at the end of regulation and uh they went to overtime uh kentucky ended up scoring on a touchdown uh on their first uh possession but they missed a point after Mm -hmm. and how do you like come on Mm -hmm. this is this is oh my gosh i don't do that and, and that's how they lost. I mean, it, then Ole Miss came back next next time they got the ball in the overtime and scored, made their point after, they won the game. That's just miserable. In like,
2: the words of uh, – there, there was a coach that, play, that coached for Colorado. He was at Boise State. They went to Colorado, and he, he said, it's Division One football. It's not intramurals. You are like, how mm-hmm. do you miss that? I'm like, it's Division One. How do you miss an extra point? I don't know. Right. I mean, that's – yeah, that's – I don't know. That's crazy. I sat there and watched it. And I said, "Well, maybe it won't matter because he he missed it on the front end, so uh, Ole Miss still had to go score, and uh, it mattered." Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> and we we joke about missing point after tips and Bama's the number one culprit for missing point afters. But yeah, they last year they scored so many points it really yeah, didn't matter. matter. Yeah, um, for most games. But in games like this, you got to make that point after attempt just kick it straight through. And uh, you're thinking, this is something that high schoolers do on a regular basis, yep. and yet you can't get a D1, uh, SEC level kicker out there. This is uh, not yeah, not a good not a good look.
2: No, it was not a good look. And you know they blew a. Uh, I think they somebody may have celebrated or did something like they should have scored a touchdown earlier in the game to be up like 21 nothing Kentucky. So, you know that well, that was a mental mistake. They had a mental mistake. I can't put my finger on it. Um, they kept them from doing it. They had several minimums. They should have won that ball game,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: you know they didn't. Um, Ole Miss, you know, Ole Miss is uh, they're they're dangerous on offense.
1: Yeah, I mean they they really are. I mean, he, you got a guy that used to be an offensive uh mastermind in Lake Kiffin that uh was a coach at Alabama, and he's definitely proved himself to be a good <laughs> offensive minded guy. He can do stuff. I mean, um. And, and and we, we faced Kentucky. They, they were a pretty good defensive team. Um, not the greatest, obviously, but a pretty good defensive team. Um, and Ole Miss was able to do a good bit. I mean, yep. one other thing, and just uh, because we played Kentucky, I wanted to look back at this as far as rushing yards go. When we played Kentucky last week, we only allowed 145, which was their strength last year. Um, Kentucky just ran the ball a lot. I looked at the, the rushing yards for Ole Miss versus Kentucky this last week. They Kentucky had 400 yards rushing, mm. and three of those guys had over 100 yards rushing. Wow. Uh, that could have easily been Auburn. I mean, yeah. it legitimately could have been. But we held Kentucky to under 150 yards. Yes,
2: yeah. We made adjustments, man. We did. Kentucky is a good team. I mean, they're not great, but they're good. Yep. So, I mean, that gives me hope for us. Um, yeah. That we did, you know, beat them. But um, that also gives me hope that maybe we can run against Ole Miss. Yeah,
1: I I hope so. I mean, uh, that definitely showed to be uh, showed a lot of kinks in Ole Miss and their defense. Yeah, and I mean, it, the, man, that that's that's kind of interesting. Just to keep an eye on those couple things. Will I Kentucky agree. keep running, and will Ole Miss fix their uh, run blocking on defense?
2: Hopefully not before us.
1: Right. <laughs> Uh Jared, uh any other comments uh, about this last week um, or anything going into uh beating the hogs.
2: Nope, let's just get in there take care of business and uh fix the things that we couldn't get done in Georgia and you know, work on that and uh you know, I'll take any I'll take a 1 point victory this year. It's so crazy, but I'd feel a lot better if we won 42 to 14.
1: I mean, if we have what I, what I was predicting preseason a 42 point win and we've done it before I mean we beat Arkansas before by 50 points and some of that we just let off the gas know, yeah. even some at the end of the game but if we can do that it would restore a little bit of hope in me but it's still Arkansas so I fully expect to win this game and uh, I better I hope we come out and figure out some of the issues that we had against Georgia like the run yeah. game and figuring out how how do we incorporate other kind of passes, along with their offensive line? I think they, they got to figure some stuff out
2: for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you,
1: uh, Jared. Before we get out of here, uh, can you give the people your social media so they can stay in contact with you?
2: Yes, sir. It, you just find me on Facebook or Instagram at Jared Davis,
1: and uh, you can find me on Twitter at a j a y j a y
0: underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.
2: War Eagle.